FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Start me up here. We are back on the morning drive with Kurt and Anthony. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, as always, is open. 888-414-0303. And now we have got the man himself, the legend himself. The the, legend, oh baby. The establishment politician, Charlie Papillo. (laughs) I thought we were here to talk about National Pizza Maker Day. I didn't even realize that. Anthony just pointed it out to to me today. So, and uh, how unusual is this? We have. Two pizza makers right in the same studio. Yeah, we could, we could, we could. Want to talk, talk pizza. a little pizza? We sure could. It's uh, International World's Pizza Maker Day. Beautiful, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, no, I. Uh, I should have brought the oven. Yeah, you should have. Should have brought us some pizza. <laughs> well, I know. I, I hear that all the time. You should do that. When hey, you didn't bring us anything. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's time to try. I I created that whole concept, and I don't even get, you know buy into it anymore. You know what? <laughs> I just realized that I'm like all those times. I brought all that food. Yeah. No, well. Food, t-shirts, hats. <laughs> I used to stop at Maz's on the way in, and, and Dick says his business is down like $13 since then. <laughs> I have to admit, it's the perfect storm when you got Maz's store right by the station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good setup. Well, yeah. you're not far from Quality Bake Shop, and no, no, <laughs> you know, that was true. always a, a favorite spot, yeah, too, for donuts. Yeah, yeah they got the, one of the best... Uh, Plain donuts around. Yep. And, yeah. uh, I'll be over later on, guys, for a free dozen. Okay. <laughs> you got the mention. <laughs> I haven't forgot how to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's not that far of a drive if you would have stopped over there. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Charlie, let's talk about what's going on in Colchester. Um, the latest thing, and I know there's a number of things, but yeah. was this meeting on public safety around Clay Point Road. And I know you had a meeting, and there was a. There's there's been eleven accidents, but my understanding was. That's not considered that many in five years, but it's been the severity of it. Well, it is. It's the severity. In fact, uh, if you take a look at the number, about uh, you know, 58% of them is a very good chance that if you do get in an accident, it could be either uh, serious injury or death resulting. So, obviously, uh, you know, the flag goes up. There's got to be some concern here. And a lot of it, uh, I wouldn't say it's anecdotal, but, I mean, I, I know people that live in the area. I talk with them. Uh, people are concerned about what's going on. I'm concerned, as well as other members of the board are concerned about uh, the future of that area. You drive by, there's a lot of houses going up. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of construction, a lot of new homes. And with that, what you know, what comes with that? Families, kids, school buses. Uh, you know, think about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you like to drive a school bus out uh, from an intersection uh, into an intersection where there's no you know, merging lane. Yeah, no control. And cars are oncoming, going 60 miles an hour. And you go, wait, hold it, hold it. Speed limit's 50. Okay. They're not going 50. Try going 50 miles an hour there. People are behind you. They're riding you. Yeah. They'll pass you. They'll, They'll flash their lights. They'll... You know, mm-hmm. flip you. You know, a, right, you know, a right. sign as they're as they're going by because you're not going fast enough. Yeah. Now, so Charlie, one of the things I I saw in the news was that there's this it, the speed limit was dropped from 55 to 50. Correct. And now they're talking about, or at least this is this was mentioned. And by the way, sympathies to the the lady that Absolutely. was there speaking, who's uh, she she lost great a friend dear friend died. And, I mean, horrible. And in obviously. fact. Getting the speed limit reduced from 55 down to 50, she was an integral part in that. Uh, she came along to the uh, 
when we approached uh, the transportation uh, agency and and asked them to do something, and she came with us. I went there along with with uh, with the the chair, uh, Pam Loringer, and and uh, uh, Luba, and uh, we talked to them, and and we got them to at least do that. Uh, but it, it needs to it, it needs to go further. But you, would, would you drop it down to forty or forty five? I mean, I don't think uh, it would do a, anything. Yeah, to be honest with it's you, it's a major highway. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not talking about a neighborhood street here. Correct. The, something else needs to be done. So obviously, and, and and you get this, Kurt, you know, being in, in politics, and I know you get me mm-hmm. about me. So, so some studies need to be done. Uh, uh, <laughs> study this. Well, I love they, they, i got to be honest with you. Let me just stop for one second. <laughs> the reversal is great. Yeah, you love okay. this. Uh, so I used to guy. give it to Kurt all the time, and now he's like, he's ready to just drill me. Well, you know, let me have it. You are honest. a big spending liberal. But <laughs> <laughs> we can get into some of that, too. I'm very proud of what's going on in Colchester. But uh, uh, dropping the speed limit, and believe me, I'd love to see it drop. But but you know, I if asked. It would work. I asked last night, um, interim chief Pete Hall, how enforceable is that? And it's not very enforceable. Number one, it's a state highway, so Colchester really doesn't. You know, they're there, but I mean, they're yeah. not setting up speed traps and the like. It's more that the state would be doing things like that. And secondly. Um, you know, if if a Colchester uh, police give out a ticket, my understanding is the state gets the money. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, and I didn't see, I didn't know that because it's not uncommon. Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong on that. You know, you can call me on that if you want. Triple eight four one four zero three zero three. I haven't forgotten the number. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure that you have nightmares about that. Times. Times. In <laughs> fact, you know, I'm doing another radio program, and I, I still can't read the number off the top of my head. I have to look at the wall and perfect. See what the okay. number is. Have you right. have you accidentally said that number? <laughs> almost, and I've all uh, almost given out the call the uh, call signal here. You know, Tra- Tra- well, uh, how so? You have you been? Are you up for re-election? I don't know. You don't know? Seriously, I don't know. No. Well, there's a politician. <laughs> that's that's an I don't know if I'm up for re-election. Too. And you know why he doesn't know? Because he knows he's not going to be challenged. <laughs> Nobody has taken on Charlie Papillo. Look at this. And if they did, <laughs> they're this. not beating Charlie Papillo. They're all lit up. I'm we, in. We got to go to the phones. I'm in. They're all lit up. We got all four. They're banging. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. It's me again. Sorry. Uh, Charlie, I was down in my uncle's um, memorial they had, and they were giving away all his records, and I got a Starline Rhythm Boys record, and the first song on it is the uh, theme to the C&E show. Aww. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, both, both Ernie and I, I think we even do an intro on that, do we not? Uh, I think so. I mean, it starts with the rooster crowing. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Starline, Billy Bratcher. Yeah, and... I mean, he, Billy Bratcher was a good friend of my uncle's, and... Uh, when he passed away, my, my other uncle had a, a memorial for him down in Bennington, and they, they put all his records out and said, take something home of uh, Jimmy's. So I, I saw that, and I said, oh, i got to take that with me. So wow. I grabbed that one. It was still wrapped up. Cool but stuff. I, I, wow. I couldn't leave it wrapped. It's made to be played. So Very cool. Nice. Very cool. It's nice, nice to hear from you. you up on the Charlie and Ernie show. You know, Billy, uh, you know, what a tremendous talent. Uh, yeah. and, and he's no longer, you know, the, the boys no longer tour. I know. Uh, they, they broke up. Um, but uh, just, you know, one of the great bands in Burlington oh, yeah. uh, for years, uh, you, know, you know, charity things that they would do. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask them to come and do things. And always, always there. Yeah. Yep. Great group of guys. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, guys. A few years ago, I witnessed a horrible accident at Clay Point Road. And uh, 
it is a, that is a problem, unfortunately. I, I make a left-hand turn onto that, uh, uh, headed towards Milton on the shortcut there quite often. And um, I watch the cars line up there trying to get out on Route 2. I, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, because I don't really like stoplights that much, I, you gotta, you got to close down maybe a couple of those entrances and to the different roads there. There's three of them, Jasper Mine and Clay Point and that one in the middle by the bay shop. And you got to put a light. You know, it's the only way people can safely get on Route 2 in the early morning and the late afternoon. And um, Colin, let me, you know, I, last I'd, night... I'd be going... Not, I would go that way instead of a speed limit. I just, you got to have a light to give them that moment to get out. Well, let me ask you this, because it it was brought up last night, and uh, Tom Mulcahy, who I serve on the board with, asked uh, Brian Osborne, the Department of Public Works director, what would you rather see, a light or a roundabout in that area? And he gave the example that if you have a light, I can still run it. you got a red light, I I can go through it. Roundabout's pretty hard to go through. If you do anything, you have to go into the middle of it. You're not going to hit another car. So, uh, and Brian Osborne said that he thought that a roundabout would be more effective than a light. And I tend to think, I lean in that direction as well, that I think uh, ultimately they're going to have to do something like a roundabout in that area. Um, just because of the the number of cars, it's going to increase. It's not going to go down. Yeah. Uh, and that's one way. To, what are your thoughts on that caller? Well, I mean, I guess that's an option. I hadn't really thought about that, but I still think you got to close down the number of exits there, which is very inconvenient. I get all that, but it's not. When I, when I saw a big Chevy Suburban go flying and doing a flip in the air at, at full speed, I mean, I mean that's a scary thought for anybody. And I, I, I think, I think you just have so many exits there. And I realize they're quite a ways apart, but you, yeah, maybe a roundabout would work. And and Charlie, here's the thing: if you put a light in there, yeah, I mean, there are times, certain times of day, and especially the year, where that road is very, very busy, right. right? So if you put a light in there and stop it further down, don't you also risk that you really back up traffic? Well, I potentially. don't know. Um, the roundabout at least keeps it moving. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, I've I've I drive that area quite often, and I've never seen where it's so busy that it would back traffic up maybe it might back it up onto the onto the side streets uh that's possible you know during rush hour when kids are going to school people are going to work that's possible uh, i don't know about the main drag how much it would back it up I'm, I'm not exactly sure i mean you want to talk about backing things up sit at exit 17 if you're heading up route 7 uh, and you're taking left yeah. uh, to go on to, to Route 2, and how far does that back up? Yeah, and I have to admit, I'm not a fan of, of uh, traffic circles, but um, where I was working a couple of years ago in, in New York State, on Route 9, they've, they've implemented a ton of them, because very similar problem. Yep. Route, you know, it's four lanes in some places, uh, in a lot of the places around Albany, and they put all these circles in, and it has actually mitigated it and brought the whole flow down, uh, and I'm sure that's what they were faced with because uh, it's treacherous. That that one intersection uh, that you're talking about. Yeah. It, it, and and see the problem is Route Two was originally designed to be like a protected highway, limited access. So it's it, so it was even it's it's ramped up to even go faster. It's bigger, wider, right. the whole thing. Exactly. And I just think that as as time has evolved, it's you got to do something to make it more. It's it's become a neighborhood out there, it really. You know, isn't. as as Brian Osborne pointed out last night, that uh, he, he said, 
cognitive demand is very high. In other words, if you're driving, no matter where you're driving, which way, if you're coming off one of the side roads or you're driving straight, oh, down, you need to pay attention. Big time. You turn, you know, you take your eyes off the road for two seconds to grab a cup of coffee or no, to no. adjust uh, the oh, radio. No. Uh, you could. Uh, yeah, I have friends that live Being out there. an accident. It's, it's very scary. Because people are going so fast. Yeah. And if you're going to reduce the speed limit, then you've got to enforce it. Yeah. And and opposed, so the bottom line easy. is you don't think that reducing the speed limit is the answer. I don't think so. I mean, it, it, no. is, it is. I would love to see them reduce the speed limit and 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 have it enforced. Uh, you know, it's interesting because the further up that you drive, you know, when you get right oh, into yeah. south, you Everybody know, right knows at Zeb's. Right yeah, right? damn straight. Right? Well, that's 35 because, miles an hour, everybody slows well, down. Well, that's because the sheriff yeah. is always but, uh, there. But that's, but that's where you're, you're heading into the actual town. The well, yeah, as opposed there's, to there's, there's a major, businesses on both yeah. sides, and you realize, yeah, you do need to slow down. But everybody slows you're down. Right, but as opposed to before that, you're you're on a major highway. Yeah. And there's nothing around. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hello, guys. <clears throat> This is Tom from Rouse's Point. Good to hear your voice again, Charlie. Hey, Tom. Good to hear from you. Good. Um, I got a solution for your your um, ticket revenue enforcing laws on state highways. Yeah. Uh, we did it over here. What you do is, I think it's probably legal in Vermont, you adopt this, the parallel um, statutes for the road that you want to enforce in your, in your uh, what is it, a town, town code over there, Colchester? I'm not sure. Oh, you, wow. you adopt it into your law book, like where you have stop signs and stuff on your on your own back streets and everything that yep. your police enforce, and they write tickets against it. Yeah. Well, you put the same thing. You adopt the same wording that's on the state law for the state road, the definition of it, and everything. But you have your own code number for it. And then when your when your police write tickets on that state highway, instead of oh. citing the state code ah. for it, you you cite your your town, town code, code. For it, and then the money goes to you instead of them. Like well, that. that yeah. You know what's going to yeah. happen now that you just said that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Every town what you, manager what do you is, think, is, Charlie? is holding. Um, well, <laughs> you know, part of the problem is uh, that it's also uh, an issue of uh, police force to do that. Uh, yeah. Numbers are down, as they are in, in many communities, and Colchester suffers that as well. So it's all, it's just an aw- it's a the whole issue of policing. Tom, great idea, though. I yeah, like that. Thank you. This is something that, that your, your board can do to get things lined up for them when they do have manpower gets back up to where it should be. Great idea. Thank you. Charlie will be Thanks pursuing that. Thank you, Tom. We and, promise uh, you. I can, I, can, I can assure you right now that the, uh, the, the representatives that go to Montpelier that are grabbed all that extra cash last year, even though we have $2 billion in the bank, they're going to pass oh. a law making it illegal for towns to take their revenue <laughs> before you get a chance to even talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're trying to do that with our sales tax, aren't they? Right, right? right. Yeah. yeah. The local option tax. Yeah, they want a piece of that now. Yeah. So, they Charlie, got, they take enough of it. The, the budget. What yeah. are you what are you doing to make sure? Obviously, I'm sure just like every other community, I know it's, I hear it in the New North End in Burlington. Property taxes are high. Taxes in general are high. Burlington, Vermont gets to be more expensive all the time. With the budget process, what are you hearing from people? What are the concerns in Colchester? Well, we're right in the you know the midst of that right now. You know, setting that uh, for next year, uh, and you know, I I have to say that you know I'm very proud of uh, my fellow board members, and uh, and Aaron Frank, the uh, the town manager, for for being very responsible and uh, you know able to 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 put forward a budget that is we pass them. 
we passed them because, you know, people look at it and they go, okay, you know, there has to be some increase, uh, you know, and, and we say this all the time. Uh, if, if you don't want an increase, what is it that you'd like us to cut? Because that's how you reduce the taxes. So uh, nobody wants to cut any programs. Uh, and it's, it's getting more and more difficult to, to find people to work in all positions. It's not just, uh, you know, in police, it's in any business. So, uh, you know, we have to, you know, salaries need to be raised and the like. Um, so well, when I used to say this when yeah. I was a Burlington city councilor, yeah. you used to roast me saying, yeah. come on, find some cuts, Kurt. <laughs> well, that was my job. <laughs> find some cuts, Charlie. Come on. Cut back on state. Cut, cut back on city government. Well, you know, we do find uh, things where we can cut back on. And uh, and we do find other sources of income. And, you know, and I said this and I said this in a, in a, a select board meeting, uh, you know, a while back that, you know, what we need to do is we need to increase the base. Uh, we yeah. let's be a little more proactive and, and get out there and and get people to come to Colchester to move to Colchester. You know, and with that being said, you, you know, you try to build a rec center, which is going to attract people. And they've got the critics out there going, well, we don't. Yesterday, we broke, broke ground around. on the rec center and and uh, Glenn Katita, the uh, public, the uh, parks and recs uh, director who, man, I remember when he first started and I interviewed him when he first came to Colchester and he put it in perspective. He said, when we first started talking about this, uh, I took my one-year-old son to Maine to look at a rec center to see how they worked and what they looked like. His son's 23 now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say his son's graduating. 23 20. years old. And, and Kurt, you can, yeah. you know, you can feel the pain in this. You know, projects that... Southern Connector. Southern Connector. Changed his name. It was so Burlington. Long. Place. I mean, my God, you know, Ernie and I were arguing over that seven years ago, and you're finally doing it. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I remember I remember Lisa always bitching about the Mar- the Moran plant. plant. The same thing. thing. The and, same thing. But finally it's been dealt with it, but yeah. it took a long time. And look at some of the things, you know, and not to, you know, belittle anybody that's critical of uh you know, they don't want to lose a you know, a sunflower or a wild lettuce or something like that, but <laughs> You know, think about that. Most people are putting down weed and feed on their lawn <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. all year long. Well, one of, one of the things with City Place in Burlington, Charlie, everybody blames Don Sinex, who's now pretty mostly out of this part yeah. of the project anyway. But he faced, of course, being taken to court all the time by people that wanted to stop the development. Right. They didn't and want some, the height and or whatever some, it might have been. Yeah, I remember that the, the height uh, arguments, and they were doing all kinds of studies and showing where the shadow would be, and people right. were like, Oh my goodness! You'll be walking down Church Street, and it'll be—it'll look like it's uh, eleven o'clock at night because there won't be any sunshine. Well, I, I love the arguments no. that we get from people saying <laughs> we can't see the lake from this particular park. Look, there's a hundred different places you go to get the view of the lake, not necessarily right there. <laughs> and and look what happened because of that—the the fact that you know UVM was going to have office space uh, mm-hmm. they were ready to move in they were going let's get it started we're ready and that you know that all went went away uh and, and now here we are fast forward you know seven years later from that point and what's happening to retail all these retail spaces that you're going to build in burlington place and people are leaving we're gonna be leaving we're gonna get into your thoughts on some things in burlington after we come back from the break, but let's grab another call for One you One right quick now. call before the break. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You there, caller? You're on the air. You have to give him a hello, boys. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. That was old Peter Clavel, remember? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hello, boys. 
Well, well I, I've lost my Peter Clavel imitation. I can't do it anymore. I know. You I haven't did, done it in so long. You did a great Peter Clavel. You really did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with Fox News. Man, it's got the headlines. we got the forecast. Uh, it's Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's the morning. That's what's cooking. Yeah. Dean Martin, <laughs> Moonstruck. Um, National Pizza Maker Day. Thank yeah. you, Anthony, for pointing that out. National Pizza Maker Day today. Yeah, so take a, take a pizza maker out to lunch. Hey. <laughs> Anthony and I will be waiting for you after 9 o'clock here at the studios. Or at least bring them in a dozen donuts from Quality Bake Shop. Now, Charlie... I want to ask you, we're going to get a couple more Colchester issues, then we're going to yeah. talk about some other stuff, national and state and Burlington. Can we talk about Bidenomics? Your, oh, sure. <laughs> How's your, that working out well, for you guys? Exactly. Great. You see my new electric But field? first, Charlie, I want to ask <laughs> no, you, what no. Colchester, um, so how are you liking it? I mean, you've now... You, on the select board? On the select yeah. board. You, you became a member of the select board, so yeah. you're now kind of a politician. You're on the select board. Um, is it what you thought it would be? Do you get people calling you up and complaining about issues? Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Um, don't get a lot of complaints because we do things right. You know? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, That's a good it's I, I I enjoy it a lot. I really do. It's uh, you know from someone that was always on the other side and multiple times I would have folks on from Colchester and I would hold their feet to the fire sure. and. And now you're on the other side, and you kind of see how mm-hmm. you know some of the wheels move, and and what happens, and what's involved in it. Uh, you know, as I would, I was always, you know, I was always, you know, the the big critic of what do you mean budget increase? Why do we need budget increase? <laughs> well, you know, now you look at it. You know, you have all the heads of the departments come in, and you know, we need a new fire truck. We need this. Yeah, uh, you right. know, police need uh, you know the, the the body cameras. The ta- we just spent uh, you know thousands of dollars on new tasers. Uh, these are things that you need. On a side note, yeah. uh, what you do with the old tasers? I don't, I don't know. I might be interested in them. Would you like? Oh, Charlie's got a great Halloween his, thing, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, t- Charlie tases neighbors that come up on his uh, lawn and mess with his flowers. Give me all your candy. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Charlie, do you? See, I think I've, I've asked you this before, but I'm going to try it again. Do you see yourself running for another? Would you run for the legislature? For no. Example? You, no, there's not even a hesitation. No, no way, no, no way. No, I, I really, I really have to pull the Jim Douglas on that. And I know you always say, you know, never say never. And I've been asked uh, before, uh, um, you know, to to run run for the house, but. I just, it's a commitment that I don't want. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat retired. I mean, I, I have this, uh, you know, I do have the pizza business and I, I still do another radio program occasionally, uh, you know, twice a month. Um, so I'm as busy as I want to be. And, you know, maybe if they reduced the, the term, my God, you're in there from January till the end of May sometimes, you know. Yeah. What if they doubled the pay, though? Wouldn't you have to consider it then? No, it's not about the pay. It really <laughs> See, isn't oh, about the pay. You, you, Listen, you me. understand. I never, yeah. you know, pay never concerned me. I, wor- I worked in radio for more than 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I found that out, Charlie. Here at WVMT. <laughs> uh, I think you've got a better boss than Ernie and I have. Okay, what, one last one on that. Um, let's say the beloved Dick Mazza. Yeah. 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah. Whenever decides he's not going to run again. People are going to come and say, Charlie, it, run for state senate. It, it would be tough. And, and certainly with the anointing by the godfather, yeah. my friend, uh, Senator Dick Mazza, 
uh, it would be tough. It would be a hard race to lose. I, I know it would be, but I really, I just, I don't want it. Got I it. don't want it. Senator DeMazza, if you want to debate him, give us a call right now on the McKenzie <laughs> Country Classic Hotline, 888 And we got, uh, it's not Senator Mazza, but we've got another call on the line. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, uh, gentlemen. Hi, Charlie. Good to hear your voice. Uh, Thank you. Good to know you're over there in Colchester. I have a, just a couple of thoughts real quick, and I'll get out of here. Uh, number one, um, I, for one, as a Burlington uh, New North End resident like Kurt, uh, wish that you would run for the Burlington City Council Ward 8. Uh, the progressives ran somebody who didn't live here last <laughs> time. He made a call and he won. And I think you could run, uh, and we could get Gene Bergman to make an excuse for you to run for Ward 8. <laughs> Burlington. He seems to be pretty good at making excuses for progressives. Now, you'd have to run as a progressive. And, of course, that would just be camouflage. Once you get into it, you reverse to the real Charlie. Okay? That's number one. If you're not going to consider that, then I, I would urge you to run for governor. Okay? Oh, man. Oh, Charlie. Or, or possibly Speaker of the House down in Washington. I mean, you're, you're one of the few people who aren't running. I, as I well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you bring up the, the Speaker of the House in Washington because... I, I didn't realize this. You're kind of getting an education as this is going on here that you don't have to be a member of Congress. Right. Anybody can right. be Speaker right. of the House. And here's another That's interesting right. thing. Like, uh, yeah, well, I've already forwarded your name this morning to the. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, that may come up later you on. Be, and, you might be the consensus choice, Charlie. Well, wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. That name comes up today. Yeah. It's like, wow, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> Someone's put forth Charlie Papillo's name. Good to hear from well, you. Thank you. Yeah, inasmuch as uh, the, the Republicans seem to be re reverting back to issues that were decided so long ago, we'll need to know how you feel about um, about uh, slavery. Uh, should it be legalized or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and finally, this, you know, inasmuch as it took 23 years to get your, what, what is it, your city center or the rec center, center yeah. uh, finally yes. uh, off the ground, based on that nice story you told about the young man who's, child is now 23 yeah all right so it looks like it'll take about 23 years to get this intersection issue cleared up well let's, by then let's uh, hope it won't not. matter charlie because according to greta Thunberg, the un aol and others uh we'll all be underwater thanks to climate change thanks thanks for your call <laughs> thanks brian uh, you know Check just a, a quick note on uh the speaker's race in in um in washington uh, you know What's interesting about that, of course, is that the speaker is third in line for president. People go, well, yeah. you know, very important, third in line. So you'd have to lose the first two in order for that to happen. You know, my, my real concern is if number one goes, uh, who, who's, yeah. who's in line? Number two, Kamala Harris. Right. My God. Well, that's, that's, that's something to. You know, Nikki, Nikki Haley pointed that out, I think, in the first debate, and she got a five-point jump. When she said that, because everybody's like, wait a minute, she's right. But, Charlie, what do you think about the speaker's race in the House here? Matt Gates and the Gates Get Gates. your act together, exactly. please. This is why I could not be a part of Congress. I couldn't be a part of the legislature, yeah. because I would go in there. And, Kurt, I don't know how you did it for all those years. I really don't. When you would, 
when there'd be opposition and, and people wouldn't listen to common sense. Because if you were in Washington, wouldn't you take those eight guys in the room and go, do you realize well, what the hell you're doing? Yeah. You're upsetting the entire country. We're at war right now. We're not at war, but, but Israel and, and Hamas are at war. They're looking for help from the U.S. And we, we're at a stalemate because you didn't like Kevin McCarthy and you had the right to boot him out. I mean, it's just totally ridiculous. Without a plan. Without Here's a plan. It's like, Without okay. a plan. And here we are a month later, and yeah. they basically they can't yeah. figure it out. Get your act together. And you know, the, guy, look- the guy that got the most votes... Go, everybody go in the room and go, okay, we're all going to support him now, right? Yeah. But eight people don't want to do it. But one of the things we saw yesterday in the latest one, Tom Emmers from Minnesota, was that uh, Donald Trump came out and said, I don't support him. He's not a he's not a MAGA Republican. And so some members said, and then one member said, oh, and he voted, he was in support of uh, same-sex marriage. I can't vote for him. It's like, are you guys out of your mind? Yeah. 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 No, they're just guaranteeing the, the, the Democrats it, will have a giant blue wave. Can you see the ads next year against anybody running for re, as a Republican for Congress next yeah, year? Yeah, remember all this stuff that happened. Here's what they gave you. Exactly. Well, Chuck Schumer was pretty straightforward yesterday. He's he's trying to push a bipartisan Senate deal that, that he thinks will motivate the the uh, whatever the term he used, uh, crazy Republicans. Well, they're floating something today about two... Two people being the speaker. Are they really? Right? Yes. Oh, great. It's a team. I don't think that'll happen. They, I, it's not going to happen. You know yeah. it's not going to happen. Just, again, get down to business and do something. Yeah. yeah. And get it. get it done today. All right. Well, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Long-time listener. Charlie. Yay. Thank you. Yes. We missed, we missed the whoopie pies. <laughs> <laughs> The whoopie, uh, pies, do have one the thing whoopie I, pies or the whoopie cushion? <laughs> the whoopie cushion. Yeah, the whoopie cushion. There used to be a whoopie cushion on the on the, on the air with us all the time. Yeah, yes. much to Lisa's chagrin. Yeah. Hey, on the serious side, though, what's the chance of getting an exit and entrance ramp at the Pocket Farm so you don't have to go all the way to Williston Road to get off? Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to hear your your, uh, Is there your opinion on that. that? What do you think, Charlie? I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard it either. Well, I think Where the Pocket uh, Farm was the Pocket Farm is in Colchester, yeah, right, just off right, of Blakely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, when they originally built the interstate, if you can go find them, sometimes you can see where they had other planned exits for growth. Oh, and I that see. May okay. have been one of yeah. them, like the one in yeah. Milton. But you don't. Uh, you haven't heard anything. about that. I haven't that. heard anything about yeah. that. No, Charlie, no. I want to talk about your old hometown, Burlington. Burlington. Uh, you not the same. You grew up in Burlington. Yeah. It's your old hometown. Uh, what do you think about, what do you see in Burlington? And we've got the mayor's race coming up. I want to hear your thoughts on that, too. Well, i got to tell you, I, I was in Burlington about uh, five or six weeks ago. I had a, an errand to do, and I went downtown, and it's been a while since I've been there. And I was just, I, I couldn't believe what I saw. I saw tents on on the street. I saw young people that were... You know, getting up at 11 o'clock in the morning, it looked like, you know, like they're just, you know, cleaning up from the last night or whatever. And I just, I can't believe it. I, you know, I've been to Los Angeles, San Francisco, and I've seen that. They're, they're all over the place. And I'm going, this is turning into little LA, little San Francisco. And I hear from people that work downtown saying that you walk around and I count needles on the sidewalk every day. Yeah. Um, you know, my, our good friend, uh, Lisa Nagel, who, 
you know, I co-hosted with uh, for ten years on this radio station. Works for the Ronald McDonald House, yeah, and and she talked. Stuff. I know you're involved with Ronald yeah. McDonald House. They want to put a fence up. They because, have to put a bigger fence up. And they the city says, choice. "Well, no, you can't put a fence up. We're concerned about the way it's going to look." Well, are you concerned <laughs> well, about the needles all over the place? Mike? Are. are you concerned about tents all over the place? And they are putting up a fence in some buildings. The courthouse is putting yeah. up a six yeah. foot tall fence because they need it. Yeah, well, exactly. We have listeners. But, we have one but, listener but think of the image of that update. Though. Oh, well, the image, the, here's the image. The image is you've got people laying in the street. You've got needles all over the place. You've got shootings that happen. We've got the, the 11th gun incident that just happened last week. Come on. That's what you need to be concerned about. There's your image, not mm-hmm. about a four-foot well, or a six-foot No, but I'm talking fence. about all of that, and then you come to Burlington as, as a as tourist or whatever, and you see, wow, they actually have to put fences up around yeah. buildings. That's how bad it's gotten. Yeah, and that, that is not good. That is not good. And as that gets out, people hear about that and they decide, well, you know, I'm not going to go there. Uh, and I don't want to put Burlington down. I have friends that own restaurants uh, down there. Uh, you want the restaurants to do well, but you have to wonder, you know, what's happening? Will people continue to go down there? But you got and and you got to get a handle on this, right, Charlie? I mean, you, you cannot you, let this continue on. And so you've got a mayor's race, which as a Burlington resident and taxpayer, I think it's the biggest mayor's race we've had in a long, long time. Bigger than the one you were involved in? Oh, I was involved in more than one. Yes, <laughs> bigger than bigger than those because of the scope of the problems in Burlington. If you, I view, I believe, if you don't get a handle on this, yeah, Burlington is in real trouble. Yeah, if you continue to let people shoot up everywhere, if you continue to um, not well, get a handle on these problems, uh, homelessness, aggressive panhandlers, well, how much? Graffiti. How much? How much can a mayor do? Um, You've got a city council that the mayor has to spar with. You've got a, a state's attorney that, you know, it's catch and release. How much can a mayor do? Well, I think the mayor can do some things. You need to have a city council that they have made. Some progressives lost progressives lost a seat or two last year. If they lose another seat or two and you get some common sense counselors, I think a mayor can do a lot. You've got to set a tone yeah. for uh Well, it's taken a changes. while for that to turn around, and I think it's it's turned around because people see that the progressive uh, movement, what it's done to the city. And I know they don't want to own it, but you're the ones that said, no, we, oh, and, and it's always, no, we didn't say defund the police. We said uh, we want to put the money uh, elsewhere, you know, into yeah. social services. And yeah, the police okay. left on their own. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, how about Perry Freeman? It's like, uh, you know, a robbery's going on. Excuse me, I need to go get my weapon because I'm not allowed to carry it anymore. <laughs> she didn't want police to carry weapons. Right, right. I One know. of the craziest ideas. Now you talk about just, it's just, you can't make this stuff up. No. I wish I was still doing a morning show because <laughs> it's easier than, you know, it's easier than ever. There's so much material out there. You guys haven't even hit on Bernie. How no. about, you know, Bernie was my favorite. I, you know, Ernie yeah. and I loved going after Bernie. We had all, all kinds of sound bites uh, from Bernie. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was, the, you know, the cheap shot, which he actually was describing, you know, coming on my program. And, yeah. and why he wouldn't come on anymore was because that I took some cheap shots. Well, at there him. were questions that weren't pre-approved well, by his wife, yeah, let's he be didn't, honest. He didn't like, you know, anybody <laughs> questioning him. How many, you know, ask Stu Ledbetter how that went when he, you know, he asked him a question and, and, and Bernie took off the mic and walked away. Yeah. He did that. He didn't like the question that he asked him he shuns local media right. when's the last time you guys had him on here's we haven't no, here's you a haven't, guy, and good he, don't here's a don't guy don't have him but, on but here's a guy that what always kind of befuddles me he's is the he, richest is socialist he, in the world is give he, me a break is he handles all the national media and they sometimes ask they do ask tough questions at times but he can't handle local media that's the one that just kind of 
Baffles yeah, me. well, you know, he handles national media, but he goes on national media that's going to ask him the right questions. He, he goes to the, you know, the left-wing media. You know, when's the last time you saw him on with a with a Bill O'Reilly or a Jesse Waters or a Brian Kilmeade? Never. And it'll never happen. He goes where they're going to softball him the questions. The and if friendly, you do, yeah. you know, why is he on with Steve, you know, when he was on with Stephen Colbert and, yeah. you, know, you know, truthfully, I, I'm so, you know, I, I, you know, big fan of the, the Tonight Show and Johnny Carson. I'm so sick of these late night guys that... Well, they they're become, not, yeah. they become pretty irrelevant. They're you know? not the same shows, and it, it's all politics, and it's all it's all you know, tr- you know, bashing the right wing. And Carson would take on anybody. He'd take it on was anybody. It was... Even Jay Leno would take on both sides. Right, and but some now say just... that that's why NBC didn't. You know, he didn't go after uh, you know the, the right wing enough. Didn't go after Republicans enough. But now all you're going to hear is a Trump bashathon. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Charlie. Everybody knows that the roundabout is the intersection of choice in Europe. So if you get one of these uh, monst- globalist monstrosities installed, will George Soros double your campaign contributions or will keep them the same? What's, what's Charlie, going on here? The question is, seems to be, are you bought and paid for by George Soros? Yes. No. <laughs> And the thing about Charlie is he doesn't need any contributions, campaign contributions, because nobody's going to dare run against him. (laughs) Man, why could I have ever been in that position? (laughs) Well, you know, uh, this this mayor of Burlington race is going to be huge. It's going to be a... I, I agree with Kurt. It's it's pivotal. We need the Bernie sound clip there. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. You know, I don't play him because I don't want to. I don't want to give him the exposure. I really don't. I mean, I I hold this you. is a huge race, though. You're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, it, any thoughts on who you're hearing so far? Well, you know, it's still Emma Mulvaney well, Stanek has yeah. announced officially she is uh, was a progressive counselor, chair of the state progressive party. Karen Paul tomorrow makes Karen it Paul official. Makes right? it official. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, Joan- I'm waiting for for Kurt Wright to announce. When the- <laughs> Do you know how many people have asked him to run for mayor? Well, wouldn't it be nice though? Air? Seriously, wouldn't it be nice to you know to have an R in the well. in the race? <laughs> uh, the chances of them winning are very slim. I I understand yeah. that. But where is there any pushback from anybody? I mean, where are you going? How do you, how do you have debates? I mean, what are the differences? Well, I think you're you know if it's. Joan Shannon is has said she's strongly considering it. Yeah, I think we'll find out soon whether whether strongly considering turns into is running. Yeah, Joan is a Democrat, but she certainly has taken strong positions. She had a die-in done at her house because she took definitive strong positions in support of the police and public safety. Yeah, so I think that would, if she enters, will certainly offer a real choice. The other thing too that well, makes it interesting is that IRV actually opens up a lane for an independent. Say, say, you know, if, if the whole fact that IRV is now in it again. I think and, and we need to it. call Peter Clavel and get an explanation of how IRV <laughs> runs. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a clip that exists somewhere in the stratosphere of when we asked Peter that question and he couldn't answer it. No. <laughs> you remember that, uh, Kurt? Yeah. He, he was like, you feel, how do you feel after that answer? <laughs> you confident about that now? <laughs> We shouldn't even have instant runoff voting. I mean, come on, you get right. you go back and you vote again. I mean, really. I remember on the Charlie and Ernie show, yeah. you guys called it "keep voting till Bob wins." <laughs> right? 
about and Kiss, exa- that was. And that's exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, IRV, why did you wake me up? <laughs> oh, it's the great, the great prognosticator of uh, WVMT Airwaves, <laughs> Dale. Dale Tillotson. Dale, are you ready to make a prediction now in the mayor's race? Oh, or, hang on, I have a list of predictions. Good or, idea. Or in the the House Speaker race in, in, uh, in Washington? House Speaker I've given up on. Uh, <laughs> I think they have, too. Yeah, as far as the mayor's race goes, I've already been wrong. Um, yes. I had uh, Max Tracy as a one-to-five favorite that he was going to run, so he didn't even run, so I'm already wrong there. But that's okay. I didn't want him to run. What do you the got for Charlie, Dale? Is, yep. the, the big question is the Democratic caucus in Burlington. Right. That's going to be the deciding factor, because I got a feeling that Emma named through without competition in her caucus. Yep. And she's going to be dangerous if she sits at the corner of Maine and Church. She's going to be very dangerous. So the important thing is the Democratic caucus. And I'm rooting for Joan, let me put it that way, because the other names that I've heard uh, could be very dangerous as well. Some of them kind of flip with the wind. So that's going to be the big thing whenever it happens, December 5th or 10th or something like that. Yeah, I think, um, I think Joan would be the only choice that, are, that somebody with an R, R next to their name would, would support. Yeah, and and isn't that strange, though? Uh, well, that's the way it has the, to be the, in Burlington. Most, you're not, you're the, not going to get a Republican. Person, whoops, the most conservative person that we have on the uh, city council is a liberal Democrat. <laughs> no, Joan. Yeah, Joan is legitimately a liberal Democrat. Let's not let's not pretend she's a Republican or even a, even anywhere near it. But there is no Republican. I was the last Republican on the city council. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, good luck. Um, I'll have predictions after the Democratic caucus. Okay. All right. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> All right. Let's grab one more call real quick. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, I was hoping Charlie could clear up a uh, rumor I heard that. He didn't want to be outdone, outdone by a city councilor proposing an Air Force that doesn't fly. He was going to propose a fire department in Colchester with no water and cars without wheels. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot of out-of-work comedians. Yeah, you, you, you probably heard there's a progressive councilor that's going to move to change the mission of the guard. Yes, yeah. And what would that mission be? Um, <laughs> we don't yeah, have planes exactly. any longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. but they, they have something other than they fly. Oh, man. It's just, I, again, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, the material is just ripe for writes picking itself. out there. It's just unbelievable. It does. It just writes itself. Yep, without a doubt. Um, we got time for one real quick call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, guys. Uh, I think Republican caucuses in Burlington are predictable because it's probably just Kurt. But, uh, <laughs> Kurt and his dog. They're, yeah. uh, but Democratic caucuses are unpredictable. I asked Tim Ash and Jason Lorber, uh, who do you think would have the edge, Joan Shannon or Karen Paul in a Democratic caucus? Good question. Yeah, that is. Kurt, I'm going to give that one to Kurt. Well, well no, we got to hear from Charlie. Well, yeah. you're, you're more in I'm, tune with I'm going to uh, get more of a chance to talk about that another time. Well, I... Give us your quick one. I, I would like... I don't know. I'm just, I would like to see Joan Shannon, but... Um, All right. Charlie Papillo has just officially endorsed Joan I Shannon. I would endorse her. 
All right. There's no Republican running. I would endorse Joan Channing. I would too, but she's asked me to stay the, stay away. <laughs> so no, so I'm just kidding. So, Kurt, don't sink don't sink my yeah. chances, Kurt. Yeah. Don't 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 give me a Trump endorsement. <laughs> Charlie Papillo, the one and only oh. Charlie Papillo. Uh, Charlie, as always, thanks for being on the morning drive. So much fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks really for coming love, in. love it. And uh, good luck in Colchester with your political career. All right. Thank you. You got it. All right. We'll be back. We're going to take a break. Check in with uh, ABC News. Amanda's got the headlines, of course. We got the forecast. And we're going to.